Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes today as usual. Um, in wonderful news, you guys have completely sold us out for our December event for our Evening yeah. with Mediums. Thank you to everyone who bought tickets, everyone who tried to buy tickets. Um, it's been a really rough year. We have hope in that we want to do it. We have no hope in that it's probably not going to run. Um, but like we mentioned, uh, those of you who did purchase those tickets, if we do need to cancel, We'll keep you posted and you'll get 100% of your money back. Fingers crossed that we can set out some new dates for 2021 for those mm. of you who couldn't attend this year. Um, overall, though, the moral of this story mm. is thank you. Mm-hmm. Sips of Sanity is our second podcast series. We run five small shows that are 10 to 15 minutes long each the very first week of every single month. The very first show is always free. It's available at the website by sarlo.com. The other five remaining shows are available at patreon.com backslash by Sarlo. Nailed it. Good job, Karen. Um, if you are interested, like she mentioned in the Sips of Sanity series, it's found on patreon.com amongst many other emotional intelligence benefits. Um, it is something that we are extremely proud of to mm-hmm. offer people. Um, you don't have to be a client to access this. You can just go to the website. It has all kinds of tools to help grow yourself in many, many different ways, as well as you mentioned, intuitive mm-hmm. intelligence. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have things like learning how to journey with guided journey meditations, reflections, discussions, so that you can really educate yourself as well as have the experience personally. And in our top tier, we also have um, the opportunity to to have your name entered into a draw every single month to win a half hour free session with either Karen or myself. And Karen, mm-hmm. today we're actually announcing to the public a very mm-hmm. special addition that's going to be happening to Patreon um, come January. Mm-hmm. Would you like the pleasure of announcing the good news? Mm, I would like to. And you can jump in and make all the corrections yeah, necessary. Sure. <laughs> Um, Kelly and I have been asked and have accepted the invitation to form a book club. And we are going to pick a book. I won't say each month because it'll depend on how big the book is and how much content. We're going to choose it. We're going to have a closed Facebook group for for the people that are interested in this so that you can find like-minded people to discuss these things with. You nailed it. Well done. And uh, for those of you who are interested, um, again, we'll probably outline those details on the Patreon website come Mm -hmm. mid-December so that you have the opportunity to jump into that by January when the first billing cycle comes out, if you'd like. But Mm -hmm. the joy of Patreon is that you can jump in and out anytime you want. Um, So if you're hemming and hawing and need a few few more months to decide or weeks, you can, um, or you can get right in right away and and be there from the start, which would be absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. We did announce as well that our first book is going to be Who Moved My Cheese Mm -hmm. by Spencer Johnson. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're inviting everyone who wants to be a part of that to join us. Mm -hmm. We do private sessions for people all over the world. We have two separate practices. You can go to the website by sarlo.com to fill out a request for an appointment or reach us by our email addresses, which are also on the website. And everyone asks us, if they're not here present in our home, if the sessions are still accurate. And I always respond, yes, because our relationship with the spirit world is what gives you your accuracy, not where you're sitting. Yes, we've been running international mm-hmm. practices for, for years, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, so while we're flattered that people want to be here in our home uh, mm-hmm. for the comfort and safety that it provides people, yeah. you do not have to be, and we're not letting you at this COVID time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so please don't hesitate if you're wanting your session. We're happy to provide that via Skype, FaceTime, telephone, Zoom, WhatsApp, uh, and Theralink. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, uh, we also like to mention that gift certificate are always available if you want to purchase that for yourself or for anyone anywhere in the world. Um, We can do an e-certificate drawn up really quickly and send that off to you Mm -hmm. if you're looking to uh, gift a session Mm -hmm. or Patreon, whatever you wish. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, are we good to to dump, (laughs) to jump into today's (laughs) show? (laughs) You guys, we did the opening like eight times 
and Karen was really struggling, and I thought I made fun of her, of course, just for good good times, and thought I'll I'll be the one to screw up publicly. So there it is. <laughs> Let's hope it's the only one. It always happens. Yes, I know. Okay. Um, this is a client who, you know what, it's not going to matter about, I think anyway, about what, like what device they use, whether it's Zoom, Skype. And I often say those things because it can. Um, and there's, this is actually about three sessions. Oh, wow. Um, and it starts with a mom that calls and this mom, I'm going to say is maybe around 60 and I'm going, I'm saying the age because of how this progresses. So she calls in and she just, oh, a name. Millie. Oh, oh, I love that. Okay, so Millie calls in. If I ever get a dog, I'd love to call her Millie. Okay. Um, so I don't know where that came from, but um, so Millie calls in and she says, could you go open Karen? And she is a listener. Ah, and, and says to me at the beginning of the session, I love the podcast. So contrary to last week's podcast, she really means open. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> Millie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she says, I'm a listener of the show and I want to be open. And I find this is common mm-hmm. where people call and say, oh, I want an open session because I'm open to what you're saying to me. And that's not what an open session means, but I'm really seeing how confusing this is. Yes. And then she says to me, well, I I want an open session. And immediately her spirit guides say to me, this is not open at all. She has complete direction here. She's got a list in front of her that she wants to know about her own life. She wants to know about her contracts with her son and with her daughter. Okay. So, so bingo players... For those of you who have requested bingo sheets to play along with Coffee oh, with yes. the Sarlows, we hope you're having fun already. <laughs> yeah. And I did not pick a Grey's Anatomy name yet. Um, but I wanted to say, we're likely going to have to add a square that says open session is explained again. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And and I find even with uh, with people who are listening to our show on a regular basis, they're still not understanding what open means. And now I can imagine some of our our listeners are screaming at the TV, <laughs> screaming at the podcast. Okay. So in the interest of being kind, yes, because um, I'm screaming in my head, open is what we go through. Your openness is what we go through when we go through consent. Yes. So when you say, yes, I am open to medium, yes, I am open to hearing these kinds of messages, you have said, I am open. Yes. Then when we flip it and say, how would you like to run your session? An open session means I'm handing it over to the guides. They can direct the whole thing. I want to sit back and put my feet up and take notes. Right. Open means the guides do what they want. Right. And some clients then say to me... No, don't. Oh. Don't fuck it up. Let's just leave it as an explanation. Where they're like, oh, I I get get it. it. And so Millie has a list and has confused the term open. Yes. As to who needs to be open. Yes. Okay. So... I, could, I, I explain this to her, and she's just lovely, and just says to me, oh, silly, she, just calling herself silliness, eh? And she says, of course. And then um, I said, is this correct? I said, because it's, I've, I've doodled it all on your page, that this is actually about contracts. And the guide said, well, she's here for the tools. Oh. And I'm like, what? And they're like, no, she's actually like really booking a session for tools. And I'm like, Oh, this is fantastic. So I said, is it accurate that you want tools big time? Wherever the guides show a contract issue, where the contract or someone is not on their right path, you want the tool. And she's like, yes. So I'm so grateful for mm-hmm. Millie because she she and the guides and I were able to have a healthy triangle mm-hmm. where we were all on the same page to meet her needs. Now. Yes, <laughs> but we weren't at the beginning of the session yeah. because of a mis of of her lack of understanding. Mm-hmm. 
So this session was absolutely fantastic, and it's why I think it's worthy of being a show. Listeners are probably like, oh, fucking thank God, last week was rough. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, absolutely. So um, she, she then says to me, now that we're on that same page, could you just go open about whatever it is they want then? I'm giving you that. I'm agreeing that's my list. I don't need it in a particular order as long as you get it all done. Cool. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. So I said to the guides, what do you want to do? And they said, well, we really want to go back into Millie's life and the way that she was raised. And we want to talk about people-pleasing. We want to talk about the forms of abuse. We want to talk about setting boundaries. Because as she goes, we go on into the rest of the session, Karen, she's going to ask questions about how do I help my daughter? How do I help my son? And it's going to come back to her toolkit about people-pleasing, verbal abuse, and setting boundaries, Mm -hmm. and emotional wheel, and so on and so on. So everything in part two and three of the session, son and daughter, is actually going to come back to the fact that she didn't get her own tools. And that what she's actually looking for in the terms of, on her page is written, what are my next steps, direction, her direction is these tools. Nice. We're not talking about the next step is, is having a dinner or the next step is, yep. I don't know, like there, oh, anyway, there was so much that comes through in this session because her guides are spot on and Millie is in a place of writing it all down. So at the beginning, I did not remote view her. At the beginning, I listened to the guides and I literally just took a pen and paper and just wrote down emotional intelligence wheel. And then I didn't even notice, but the guides wrote down anger, um, anger, fear, and sadness get mixed up. Mm. And that kind of plays out later because it really does. And when we get to that part of the wheel and we start talking about it, and we go into the second and the third levels of those words on the emotional wheel... She actually has her aha moments that while she thinks that she's sad most of the time about her two children, she's living in fear. Mm. And it's motivating her behavior to try to fix them. Instead of acknowledging that she's sad and staying in it and letting them fix themselves. Ooh, I learned something. Isn't that gorgeous? I, I, I hope that people are able to put a bingo chip down on I learned something right oh, there. Oh, me too. Because I think a lot of people, I hope a lot of people will hear that and go, oh, yes, that's me too. Anger, fear, sadness yeah. I, is all a jumble for me. Yeah. Yes. Print out your wheels, people. Yes. And the fear, oh yeah, and for goodness sakes, if you've got one printed out in another room, go grab it. Mm-hmm. So her guides came in and said that she stayed stuck in the first layer of the wheel, being able just to identify that she feels that. So she could go out with her girlfriends and she could talk about, oh, I'm scared. My daughter's not going to get over this or Mm -hmm. she's not going to be able to move on or she's going to, you know, whatever the fears are. That's all she talked about. Mm -hmm. She didn't go deeper into it and say, and that irritates me Mm -hmm. or that frustrates me that every time I visit with them, the conversations come back around to the same damn thing. They leave mad at me and I'm trying to think, oh my God, all I wanted to do was fix them. Why are they still mad at me? And she went, what? And I said, you get stuck in wanting to fix them because of your fears and because you don't just stay in feeling sad. They feel less than, they feel unworthy, they feel unsupported, even though you're She says, but I'm trying to fix them. Why wouldn't they feel supported? Yikes. Because they're adults, Millie. Can I pause? I really like what you're doing. And I want to illustrate why people would feel what you're talking about. Put yourself at whatever your adult age is, sitting in a student's chair in a classroom, and you've done homework, and your teacher comes by, picks up your eraser, and erases your notebook and puts the answer in. Mm. How many questions would be floating through your head? Why? How? What? Like, 
that is why people feel less than mm-hmm. when you try and fix for them. Yeah. It's not it's not this kind gesture of walking over to your desk and just cleaning up what was wrong. It's literally doing things on your behalf. And that's way overstepping boundaries. Well, how many parents have done their children's homework? Yes. How many parents have had an older sibling do their ch- their child's homework or have taken an older sibling's work and copied it? Yeah, and, and that's fine. That wasn't the direction I wanted to go in, in a literal sense, because as a kid, I think you can feel relief of like, oh, okay, good, dad did it. Oh, okay, good, mom did it. It's done. But as an adult, when you've made the effort to do it and someone just comes in with the eraser, takes it from your hand mm-hmm. as you're trying to figure things out mm-hmm. and erases, that's a whole different situation of control. Yes. And it's basically saying to them, you're never going to get the skills. Don't worry about it. I've got them. Do what I tell you to do. And the anxiety that would pop up if they just didn't show up to fix something someday. Mm -hmm. If you didn't wander around to their desk to erase and write in the Mm -hmm. answer, how much anxiety they would have fixing a problem being like, okay, are they going to come around and like make this right? Mm -hmm. Or do I just have to go off of what I think? Mm Because I don't know how they fixed it last time. Mm -hmm. I'm done with my analogy. So we we worked in the emotional wheel to identify some of those feelings because she hadn't. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have the tools to do it. And then the guide sat down and talked to her about boundaries and how that was crossing, which is what you're illustrating, the crossing of boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that as her children have aged, because her children are now in their 30s, that she's still crossing boundaries because she's mom and she thinks that gives me the right to. Which makes a mess Mm -hmm. because then you don't have 30-year-old adults. Mm -hmm. And chances are Millie's parents did the same to her, which is what happened in this first part of her session was her parents came in to say, we're sorry. You're doing this because you think this makes you a really good mom, because we did this to you. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to be a good mom because you thought I was. When in fact, I'm standing in front of you saying, I wasn't, and I'm sorry. And this is what it did to you. It taught you a pattern. So we're going to fix the pattern. And so at first you can see and hear Millie's resistance to, oh, don't criticize my mom. Mm -hmm. My mom was a good mother. My mother did everything. My mother baked. My mother. And you can hear the defense of my mother. You must have this wrong, Karen. And so I have to work hard at the apology for her mother. Mm -hmm. Because Millie really doesn't want to hear the apology because in order to do that, she has to take her mother down off that pedestal. And her dead mother is saying, oh, for God's sakes, why is this so hard? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, (laughs) because you did it her whole life and you died before you acknowledged it. So it's going to require that I work really hard on your behalf to get Millie here to be able to understand this. So I need a moment. And her mom's like, oh, okay. So you can see, like her mom just kind of like, if I want, if I could say she sits down for a minute, Mm -hmm. because I have to explain this to Millie several times before she's willing to consider an apology, consider moving her mother off of this pedestal Mm -hmm. so that she, and I said to her, Millie, at some point, if you can't accept any of this, how are we ever going to move on to the fact that you've done it to your own children? And she went, well, shit. Hmm. Well, shit, Karen. And I said, yeah. I said, removing mom is actually going to have an effect on you and your children. Mom's passed over and has figured it out. She's rooting for you to figure this out. Can you get on board here so that we can get to the rest of this session? Or is this going to be your whole session? And she goes, oh my God, I'm understanding what you're saying. I'm blocking. 
Mm-hmm. And she goes, and that's one of the forms of verbal abuse. I've heard your show. Millie, yes. And I'm, yeah. And I'm like, okay, good. Good, Millie. <laughs> you go get Patricia Evans' book and you look up blocking because it is exactly what you're doing. And your your mom wants you to heal, wants your children to heal, and you've got grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So she wants her great grandbabies to heal. And this is a domino. So she's wanting to get this domino going because she realizes it's her grandmother too and her grand. She realizes this goes back in ancestors, but she's willing to stand here today and say, it's okay. I represent all the ancestors that did this generationally. I'm just saying this to my daughter. So that was just lovely mm-hmm. for Millie to hear that she's breaking or has an ability Opportunity. An opportunity. I just want to say three cherries. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ching, ding, ding, that she gets to say or, or help. I, I think it's super funny that we just said three cherries and you chose two different sounds to indicate three cherries. I did? You don't know you did? No. What did I just do? Ching, ding, ding. <laughs> You can tell who's not a gambler. Yeah, moi. <laughs> Go on. Don't do well in casinos. <laughs> okay. So Millie makes this moment. She has this, okay, I understand how important this is for all my ancestors on the other side. I'm doing this for mom. Mm-hmm. And then she stands there and she goes, and Karen, I'm going to do it for me. And I'm going to do it for my kids. And I'm and I'm going to do it for my grandbabies because I'm the grandma now. She says, so they're, I'm the one they're putting on the pedestal because I'm doing this. She goes, oh my God, I'm my mother. Okay, Millie, let's take a breath. <laughs> it's super funny. It's it's so That's awesome. funny slash kind yep. because grandma's laughing. Her mom's laughing. Mm-hmm. I'm having some good chuckles. Millie's having good, some good chuckles. And I said, Millie, thank God that you're willing to bring humor to this because, and to have a good laugh over it because we've got some really hard work to do. Well, I like that you brought that up because the humor, especially in how you've just described, allows for momentum. Oh, yeah. Before an action has actually even been taken, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. As opposed to the people who sit there and are like, okay, I have homework. And walk away. Yeah, and then think the homework is drudgery and yeah, hard. That's and difficult. my point. And and I mean, when they do the first action, it's like, oh, okay, I can do this. This is easier than I thought, or this feels good. The momentum is built often after the first action, but the humor can actually get it jump started. You got it. I can do hard things, right? We yes. love that from Glennon Doyle. Yeah. In Love Warrior. Yeah. That's a throw up. Super and untamed. But and and yes. untamed. You got it. So, so. Then the rest of Millie's session goes to um, the like that she needs help in this area. And I said to her, you know, can I have permission to send you some podcasts at the end of the show that could support your session? And she said, yes. So I put the tick down on the bottom of the page that I have permission to send her some podcasts. And I did tell her anything I send you will be free um, in terms of the podcast. If you want more than that, then there's this, I know, she says, I listen to the show. There's patreon.com. She says, I get it. Oh, that's and nice. she goes, I'm understanding now why I should go check it out. She says, I've listened to your shows and I've heard other people who need it. <laughs> I didn't think I did. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny when you, when you hear, like, I find that to just be one of my most beautiful moments when you hear a client go, oh, she meant me too. <laughs> Yeah. Not just all the other people listening that are dumb shits. I'm one of them. <laughs> In a fun way. I feel I feel like and I hope that we've all been there. Oh, Frank, I've been there a million times. And, and I mean that in the sense of I hope we've all had that humbling of a moment, oh. but felt that safe to be humbled that oh, way. Oh yeah. Kelly, I go back and listen to the sips of sanity. I go back and listen to the old podcast on coffee with the Sarlos. Mm. I go back, like, I mean, people have heard I've read Patricia Evans' books. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Especially the verbally abusive relationship at least four times. Well, and we'll be rereading them with the book club. We will be. I, on a, on a side note, before you get going here, um, or continue, one woman on Patreon messaged us 
And she was like, hey, can you tell me where this podcast is? You mentioned it uh, in, in another podcast. No, can you mention the book recommendations? They're not on the website that you mentioned in a podcast. Oh. And I responded to her and I said, girl, you must be listening to a really old podcast because that was like two website developers ago <laughs> and they're not there anymore. Yeah, and yeah. And she says to me, yep, that could be possible. She goes, I go on my Spotify and I just take my finger and I fling it. Oh, and I then I pick that. I pick a show and yeah. I listen to it. Yeah. And she goes, and I often just need to hear whatever's in that show that Lovely. day. And I thought, that is so wonderful. It's like a really safe Russian roulette. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. And then her spirit guide said, we're going to jump around a little bit here, Karen, because um, she wants to know about her daughter first. And um, her daughter's been keeping something from her. So we're going to divulge something here. So ask her for permission first. So I did. I, I asked her for permission to bring something up that was unknown to her. So she wouldn't be able to confirm it. And But that I would be able to affirm it by the following statements after. And I'm looking at the guides going, okay, what, what are you doing? And the guide said, well, um, her daughter is involved in drugs. Mm. And she's an, uh, a drug addict. And... Um, this is a this is a big issue. She wants to know if her daughter's going to be okay, and she's in alcohol as well. Um, and it, but I, they didn't say an addict with alcohol. They said definitely with drugs. Um, and she had, um, I don't know how to word this because um, she had been abused sexually, Ugh. and this was a reason for the drug. And for some of the alcohol, mm. and for some of the behavioral issues, mm -hmm. and for the lack of direction, and for the sabotage, and a whole bunch of things that's that are going on in her daughter's life. Even though her daughter tries, like she does, she tries to go to university, but she sabotages things. Mm -hmm. So they, and then they said to me, "Now you can affirm that information when you give that by following it up by saying." And you would understand, Millie, because it happened to you too. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, my God, really? And they're like, yes, except she didn't go into drug abuse. She went into alcohol abuse. Aww. And so there's a pattern in the family. And I said, well, hold up then. I said, this would be, this would be solid affirmation then if all of that's correct, you guys. And they're looking at me like, what do you mean if all of that's correct? We're telling you. And the son has drug and alcohol abuse as well. And I'm like, okay, so this is, this is um, something that can be addressed and all the tools can apply to all three of them. And they said, yes, that's why she's here. She knows all of this. She's reaching out for her own tools today. That's why the tools are such a big freaking deal. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I said, can you tell me then if she's done therapy? Because that would be a good affirmation too. And they went, they've all done therapy, all three of them. And I said, okay, well then what am I doing? <laughs> what, what's my purpose? And they, the guide said, well, first of all, she doesn't know the whys. And they don't know what she's been through to understand and accept and help her with her alcoholism. Mm. We need all of this out on the table because none of them have told their therapist this. Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, okay, so here's a really good reason why therapy doesn't work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because people don't tell their therapists the things they need to know mm -hmm. to help them. And I think that's a good message in today's show as well. Mm -hmm. People have habits, or I don't know what they are, actually. It's not a habit. But I hear so frequently, I've been to therapy and it didn't work. And the spirit guides go, yeah, because you didn't tell them things. The therapist can only be as effective as the information they are given, even when they flat out directly ask you these things and you deny them or you divert. You withhold. You avoid. And now I know everybody who knows our show is listening to the forms of abuse. So these people go in to seek therapy and help and then abuse their therapists. They don't really give their therapist an opportunity to fully address what's going on. And this is one of the things that's presented to Millie is that 
well, I'm going to say all of this is presented to Millie just to help people listen to the show so I'm not repeating it all. Yeah. And she just listens to the part about her daughter. Mm-hmm. And it, we need a moment. Millie needs a few moments to, um, to process this. And I just wrote notes and said, you let me know when you're ready to proceed. I'm going to do some note-taking that the guides are saying. And when you're ready, tell me. So I can't remember how long she was silent. It was probably a good five minutes. And, uh, and I could hear her crying. Um, and I just was silent and I wrote everything down. And then I heard her saying, okay. And I said, well, you don't need to rush because I'm, I'm writing things down. It's going to be on the page. We can get through it. But also it's going to be sent to you at the end of the session by email. So all your notes are here. And I said, um, the, like, and then she gave me the validation. So the, you know, people listening might think, well, wait a minute. Did she give you the validation that she'd gone through it too? Yes, she did. And then the guide said, she wants to move forward. She's looking for the tools. So I said, okay, Millie, I understand that we've unloaded a lot. Mm-hmm. And now the tools. And she said to me, the best words I've ever heard, I'm not in a rush. I am rebooking. Yep. And it was like, okay, because some people, it's like, give me the tools, Mm -hmm. give them to me fast. I have five minutes. I have one minute. I have less than 15 seconds. Go. Mm-hmm. And then there's no way to fully give the tools. But she was at a point of, no, no, this is more important than what I'm doing after this. Um, this is more important financially. I will find I will find the funds to be able to get these tools. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to say that Millie has booked many sessions. Like pre-booked. Many. Lovely. And there's way more to this. So Millie has booked, oh my God, probably I'd say eight to 10 sessions. Um, And now people are are hearing that this is an older story. So you're hearing, you know, over a year ago, at least, because what comes after that is that one day I get a phone call from her daughter. And she says, hi, I would like to book my own appointment. And I don't know at first that that's her daughter. Mm -hmm. But when we get into the session, she introduces herself and says, I am so-and-so's daughter. You told my mother what I have been through. And I thought she was going to like, how dare you? Yeah. And she says to me, thank you. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, this could go either way. But the guides did did say to say it. And she yep. says, I cannot thank you enough. I don't think I was ever going to get there in this lifetime to tell her. I don't think I was ever going to get to the point of being able to discuss it with anybody. My mom brought it up, told me she's been through it. We cried. She told me she was in therapy. She told me she was seeing you. She says, it's been a long time that my mom's been seeing you. And sh- we are seeing my mom used the tools. Aww. And she goes, and she's using them on me. And she says, so it's time for me to hook up with you so that I can do my own damn work because my mom doesn't be doesn't need to be doing her work and mine. And there was the cycle Hallelujah. break. Hallelujah. Isn't it? So then grandma, her grandma, Millie's mom comes in and she's like high-fiving me. <laughs> She's like, remember me? I was the one that said I took responsibility. She says, my grandbaby's taking responsibility. She's like, we're bookending her mother. And I'm like, oh, this is, I just got goosebumps. Mm -hmm. She says, this is so much love now. And, And there always was love. It's just, boy, it's really hard to get through love when addictions sit on top of it. Mm -hmm. And secrets. Oh, Yeah. And how much the secrets are tied to the addictions Mm -hmm. and to the shame cycle and to the abuse cycle. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going through all the tools because those, everybody knows, those Mm -hmm. are on Patreon. Those are in these shows listening. They're they're out there. Um, 
Then a couple of months goes by, and I'm going to say maybe ooh, maybe seven, and the brother calls. Holy shit. And he's, he says, okay, so you've been treating my mom, you've been treating my sister, and uh, I'm watching how much they're both changing, and I know you know my story, that I have my own addictions, and I'm in my own therapy. I've been doing rehab, I'll tell you that. But I've come to realize that I need more than the rehab. I don't know why, but that's what he says. Mm -hmm. So he goes, could you do an open session for me and tell me what my spirit wants me to know? That's what my mom and my sister have been telling me, so that I can just hear from my spirit. And his spirit launches into, I'm so proud of you. I love you. You're breaking male patterns now. You're treating the women with respect. You're learning the forms of verbal abuse. You're starting to stop abusing yourself, but you're practicing stopping the abuse towards your mother and towards your sister. And he goes, I never understood that withholding was abuse. I thought I was protecting them. Mm. I love today. I never thought avoiding was abuse when I avoid taking care of my own needs. I didn't see it that way. I saw it with, that I wasn't worthy. Mm. I didn't see that I was abusing me. He says, so I've had a lot of talks with my sister in particular, and I can't thank you enough for helping my sister. He said, yeah, he, and then he went on, he divulged some stuff. Like he said that she'd been clean and that her and her, both her wow. and her mom have been clean. And he's like, I'm, I'm in my process of getting clean. He says, I'm in it. And he says, but I'm now willing. He says, I was allowed one phone call on Friday in my rehab center. So um, yeah, I guess there are rules in the rehab center, which I would imagine there are lots of rules, mm -hmm. good, healthy rules, because there are good, healthy people there. And he goes, I'm allowed a phone call. And he says, and I told my sister and my mom last week, I would not be calling them. I would choose this week that I would call you. And they both went, yay, babe, you do that. <laughs> you call Karen and we will talk to you in two weeks. We love you. So I got to spend a whole hour with him. And what the mom has done is she is gifting the sessions with her children and their rehab therapy to them. She's paying for the sessions. Wow. So that both of her, and she feels, pardon me, I didn't finish my sentence. I got so excited. <laughs> so that they are all on the same page yeah. with their tools. Mm -hmm. And so after that, she called me. So I'm just giving you guys all an update. We are now on a program. <laughs> we are now looking at the tools where the three of them are learning things together. Yeah. So they get homework. And then they practice the homework with each other. So if it's the forms of verbal abuse or if it's something like that they're people-pleasing each other, they have to sit down and be better listeners mm -hmm. and not interrupt each other, not talk over. They're literally using the podcasts and the Sips of Sanity, and all of these different tools on Patreon to be able to find a common language. Amazing. They're finding common tools and common processes without having to explain them to each other. Mm -hmm. They're listening to the shows and doing them in the sessions. And then they're trying to implement them together. And then he says to me, well, I use some of the tools in talking to the people at the rehab center. And they're pleased with my progress because I'm a better listener. Mm. And because I'm using my words instead of displaying emotions. Now, I want to say that in the right way. Yep. So instead of a temper tantrum, an outburst, wanting to throw things, wanting to react to something with anger... When we say, when they say to him, use your words, he's using the wheel and going, I feel irritated. I feel, and he's taking his wheel. So he has printed his wheel. <laughs> so cool. 
Pinch me. He's printed his wheel and he's now approaching other people in the rehab center and he's saying to the other people in the group, and how does that make you feel? <laughs> he hands them the wheel. And so he's, oh, I just, oh my God, Kelly, just the whole thing is so beautiful. And he says, but there's more. He goes, I'm also using it with my physician. Whoa. He says, I'm going in and I'm saying to my physician, I am not depressed. I am angry. I am not sad. I don't need antidepressants. I am in rage. And I feel this. It irritates me when you talk over me, when you don't listen to me. I don't want drugs. I don't want this. I, I want, and he's describing this. So then he, the ther- his physician says to him, well, who's helping you with that? Because the person realized that it was a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. The physician, thank oh God, God, has all this awareness and is listening and is going, good, good, you're doing well, you're doing well. Who's helping you? And he says, oh, well, and he talked about you and I mm-hmm. helping him. He said, oh, it's a podcast show. Oh, it's on this website. Oh, I, I get to download trackers. And he goes, do you want to see them? So he pulls out his little <laughs> portfolio. <laughs> or no, it's not called a portfolio. His little carry case. And he shows him the wheel and he shows him his trackers. And his physician goes, you know, I think we can weed you, wean you off the medication as you're doing this. Are you telling your therapist this? Are you telling the rehab center? Oh and he God. says... Yes, I've told them at the rehab center. They're letting me work with the tools. They're letting me implement them in what I'm doing. And he says, have you told your, th- your psychiatrist? Because your psychiatrist, and he goes, never mind. He goes, I already know what you're going to tell me. Karen said it. My diet has to change. And he goes, so Karen is not a nutritionist, but she's told me to find one. So that's what I've asked for for Christmas. <laughs> He goes, and the Kelly, these two, the son and the daughter in their 30s, and they both have kids. They both have partners. So there's a complete, well, no, not a complete. There's going to be a ripple effect. Is going to be. Yes. Oh, yes, I see what you're saying. <laughs> like, I, mm-hmm. I'm wiping tears away in today's show mm-hmm. because of the three of them. Yep. Kick-ass family. Oh. Badass family. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. the, that's the dirty work that I've been talking about. Yeah, the good dirty work. There, and, and the thing of it is, is that it took time, but I'd say, I think, that totally by the time the mom had made her very first phone call, this is close to two and a half years. Whatever. Yeah. They're my age. And I think about their children. They have they have a lifetime yeah. of of health. Yeah, I, I am. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank I am you. so proud of you. And this is not in comparison to anyone listening and your your own career and your own yeah. desires and dreams. I am so proud of you that you are not an administrator. Oh. That you didn't stay in these jobs mm. that you were great at. You didn't stay in what we what you did well. You stay. You went into. You um, can't find words. You went into what you were passionate about. You mm. went into, you know, what you couldn't ignore, mm. which were the healthy voices, <laughs> mm-hmm. saying help people. Mm-hmm. Well, back at you. Well, thank you, but because I, I mean, we both do these podcasts. We both do Patreon. We both do SIPs. This I, is both I of know. us. I'm just I'm taking a minute here because, mm-hmm. as much as I know, you sat through all three of those sessions or people's sessions because it was obviously more than three to celebrate all of them. Mm-hmm. And as much as I know, you walked into that that kitchen afterwards after each session and happy danced with your mm. dead people. Mm-hmm. It's still important for a human to acknowledge you. And I think it's mm. also very important for people in your field to acknowledge you. Oh, thank you. Um, and, and I want to be able to do that for you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And you're right about the happy dance. I know. <laughs> oh my God. I did the whole sexy happy dance. <laughs> I did the whole funky one like Elaine. <laughs> 
on Seinfeld that was just awkward and weird. Mm-hmm. I did the happy dance of just all contained. I, honest to God, felt, Kelly, I felt my heart just to- so open and expand when I realized how much this was changing the humans. Yeah. And then to see the grandmother come in and go, thank you so much. And yeah. I'm like, wait, I've got music. <laughs> Stay. Yeah. We're going to dance. We're going to dance. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, I like it was just, um, this was Friday night. <laughs> this was my past Friday night. And I danced because you asked me at the end of the evening, yeah. what did you do tonight? And I said, I danced. And Gina called and said to me, what did you do tonight? Or what did you do last night? And I said, oh, I danced all night. I danced with their grandma, like the grandma that mm-hmm. had crossed over. Oh, for a good hour. Mm. And then all kinds of other spirits came in and, oh, just spirit guides and spirit animals. And it was so fun. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. Yeah. That, and that's the full cycle for me. You know, I, I sit here and I wonder, and this might sound absolutely terrible, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like, I wonder if people are listening and think, like, it's a goal of mine that when I die... To happy dance with Karen Starla. Oh, I hope it is. I because I mean, I, I as bad as it sounds, like it's a goal of mine because I don't want to live a day without you. So I would rather set a goal to happy dance with you as a, a dead person in your current wow. kitchen. But I know it's your hope too, um, to to not live a day without each other. Well, but uh, sorry, I'm going to say that's difficult to say because I understand that, but I also know that you're. Decades younger than me. Yeah. And that you have your partner and your brother and your dad, and that you have the right to your length of life too. So I don't wish for it, but I understand what you're saying. Because I would not wish for your life to be short when there's so much of you to be shared with people. Well, you know, yeah, I might wish for a short life come November 4th. <laughs> We're oh, taping early oh. here. <laughs> Okay, I hear what you're saying. However, on different terms here. <laughs> I do wonder if listeners sit there and think like, man, I'm of a certain age. One of my goals is to ha- happy dance as a dead person in Karen's kitchen. Aww. Well, I tell you. And have coffee yeah. with you and show up on your shed. And like, I just. Yeah. Kelly? I would. It, it's, it's in, and I don't want to ruin this for people on Patreon, but Patreon's blog for November has to do with how I see and experience pets. Yes. And how they come into our home to interact with us. Mm. I won't say more, but okay. that's November's blog. Okay. <laughs> and it's cool. cu- it's pretty cute. Is that the show? It is the okay. show. I didn't want to... Even though I want to keep talking to you, yeah. it is the show. You can keep talking to me. We, we work <laughs> together. <laughs> We're going to have dinner together. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Because I also know, too, that like, and this is one of the difficult parts of the job, which if this is the worst struggle, who cares? Um, you will run upstairs into my room and be like, can I tell you about a, a session I just did? Yeah. And there's you're like brimming with excitement. And one of the most painful questions I have to ask you is, is this a podcast? Yeah. And you'll go, Yeah. And you walk away because as I've mentioned, I like to listen to things for the first first time so that I can listen like the rest of you do and have those reactions and ask questions and Mm -hmm. whatnot. So it's, it's difficult for me knowing that that was your Friday night and that was the excitement you would have, you know, come through that door with and then to have to hang on to it for a week before we had an appointment to sit down and and record. It's okay. It helped because I got to call her. I got to call the mom. Yeah. I got to ask for permission from the three of them. I got to get more details that I didn't remember from any of the sessions, which was important. Oh, the whole thing about the doctor, mm-hmm. totally did not remember. Yeah. There's so much yeah. that I don't remember. Well, two years. Yes, that I have to call and say, what were the facts and which ones do you want said, which ones not? Well, so long as you're not saying names, you can say it. Mm-hmm. So we always change the names, right? And not try and give their location or anything. Because it doesn't matter. We're not trying to call people out and say it's this person's story. We're trying to say, here are the lessons. Is there anything here that is of value to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
much like Millie said, yeah. oh, well, I could see where it was useful for others. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, shit, she's talking to me. <laughs> I feel like that a million times in the sessions. <laughs> yeah, same. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always having to hear I lessons. will flat out say to people, oh, I heard that as a human and I'm going to write that down for me. Oh, me too. Um, and, yeah. and oftentimes you're out of your body and you don't hear anything. <laughs> Anyway, thank you so, so much. I also want to thank you as a business person publicly, too. Um, I'm very grateful that you put together a, a wonderfully positive show today. Because oh. um, I, I, I mentioned, like, last week was difficult. It was oh, difficult yeah. for us. It was difficult, I'm sure, for listeners to hear and think that was the Saturday show you gave us. Yeah. Um, so you always bring a really nice balance, and I'm just oh. very appreciative of that. Well, so do the clients. And yeah. so do the spirit guides. Yeah. I find that they give balance too. Yes. Like I, I and, and sometimes to the point where there will be so many really uplifting sessions that I'm almost afraid to go to the next session going, oh, this is going to be the one. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> balance yeah. is coming. Yeah. Well, regardless, thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, I you're welcome. It. Okay, so if you guys have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at bysarlo.com. As we've mentioned multiple times throughout the show, if you would like to join us for more tools on emotional and intuitive intelligence, you can join us at patreon.com backslash bysarlo. Um, and if you have questions about that, contact us directly. We're happy to help you navigate the site as well as the tools. If you have time today to like, share, subscribe, review, you write a testimonial. Anything you do helps us out um, spread word, spread great stories. And as you've heard today, help people with the tools they need to have a healthier life and, and relationships. Thank you for listening. We hope you have a beautiful weekend.